Today marks five years since the murder of inventor and entrepreneur Aidan Croft. Seen by many as a visionary pioneer, Mr. Croft was responsible for revolutionary innovations in the field of computer science and sustainable energy. Mr. Croft's body was discovered in his secluded estate in the Sierra Nevada mountains shortly after midnight. The death was the result of a violent attack. Although several guests were staying at his house at the time of the murder, no arrests were made and no charges were ever filed. To date, a primary suspect has yet to be named. Episode 7 The Widow I didn't expect to hear from you so soon. You finished already? Not quite. But I'm starting to wonder if it's worth it. You're not interested in the story? I was under the impression you wanted me to find the truth. But the more suspects I speak to, the more I start to wonder. I'm not sure I know where you're coming from, Elizabeth. It's Liz. And I don't think you've been playing straight with me. You never told me you worked at Cypher, that you were Aiden's partner, and you said your marriage was unconventional, but... I said I understood him. He was cheating. He was sleeping with other women. Of course he was. It was no secret Aiden was unfaithful. I knew you'd find that out. You did, didn't you? Was it really necessary for me to tell you? Did you need me to say it? It's a motive for his murder, Samantha. Is that why you called? You think after eight years of his shameless infidelity, I finally had enough and stabbed him to death? Cut his throat? And you think I'd be stupid enough to have someone investigate my own crime? If that's your theory, then this entire job might have been a mistake. You said you didn't see your husband the weekend he died, but Isabel told me you arrived earlier that day in order to speak with him. Yes, that... that is true. Samantha, I'm not saying I know what happened that night, but I need you, you most of all, to tell me everything or no one, not me, the police, or God, will ever find out who murdered your husband. Every time you hold something back, it slows me down. Yes, I... I know. I know you're right. I... I apologize. Now please, did you see Aiden? No, I didn't, but I wanted to. It was related to my work. Your work at Cypher, you mean? Yes. And did you know what he was working on? No, and that's the truth. I don't know anything about what he was working on. I was angry with him, yes, because I found out he was moving me off a project. He was making some reassignments within Cypher, and I disagreed with them. I went up early to try and change his mind. What was the project? To answer that, I... I need to go back to the beginning. It might help you better understand exactly the kind of relationship Aiden and I had. Please. <sighs> Aiden and I met when I was at MIT. I was working on my doctorate. 
he wasn't such a big deal yet, but his company had been getting a lot of buzz. I saw the computing breakthroughs he was proposing as necessary to my studies in cognitive programming, and he was interested in my ideas. We both saw technology as a tool for a kind of revolution. Everyone thought that way back then. And he was also very endearing. I don't remember which happened first, accepting a position at Cypher or dating Aiden Croft. At the time, they both felt right. Please understand, I'd fallen in love with someone who not only shared my vision, but also had the means to make it a reality. I thought I'd hit the jackpot. Aiden wanted me to come to California to work at Cypher alongside him. He convinced me the work we would do was more important than some doctorate program. It was a big opportunity for me, both professionally and personally. Casey Adams seems to think you were the real brains behind Cypher, even more than your husband. Mr. Adams gets paid to write tech gossip. He likes to turn scientists into rock stars. I already told you, Cypher was Aiden's legacy. Fair enough. Anyway, Aiden and I got married quickly. It was only after the release of the GS-1, after all the press, I realized the marriage wasn't what I thought it was. The infidelities hurt me initially. There were arguments, tears. Believe me, I thought about leaving. But I realized that leaving Aiden would mean leaving Cypher too. Leaving my work. It was better we both remain partners rather than lovers. In order to avoid the distraction of a scandal, we didn't outright divorce. Instead, we lived in a kind of unspoken separation. It wasn't a romantic partnership, but it was still successful. In those last few years, while Aiden isolated himself, I shifted my focus back to my own work. I managed an R&D team involved with other projects. What kinds of projects? A continuation of my previous work. It was related to program behaviors and AI. Was that what you wanted to speak with him about? Aiden's secret project was eating through funds, so he was planning on reprioritizing some of the budgets related to my work. I wanted to show him some of the initial results so he could see the progress. So what happened? He wouldn't see me. In the end, it didn't matter, did it? Now maybe you can see why I wasn't so upfront with all this beforehand. Hmm. Is this project still active? I can't speak about it much, I'm afraid. Please, believe me when I say I'm not trying to hide anything from you, Elizabeth. It's cipher trade secrets, you understand. <sighs> I wouldn't understand even if you told me. Let me ask you this, and I apologize if it's forward. Do you know if Aiden had a relationship with Hollister's wife, Riley? Why? Did Fred say something? No, Isabel. Ah, well, it wouldn't surprise me. Riley was the type that he well, it wouldn't surprise me. 
I had seen them together at parties, flirting. But if they did sleep together, I don't hold any grudges against her. And what about Isabel? I... I don't know if they'd ever been together. But I do know this. Isabel would do anything for Aiden. Would you say she loved him? Yes, I think so. And how do you suppose she felt about his affairs? How do you suppose she would react if he didn't feel the same? <laughs> would she murder him, do you mean? I can't answer that. But when it comes to Aiden's affairs, I'd be more concerned about what Fred knew. One last question. Did you have much interaction with your husband's personal assistant? I'm not sure I know who you mean. Uh, oh, I heard Aiden hired someone to manage his affairs prior to his death. Someone named Abel. I'm trying to get a hold of him. I want to ask him a few questions, too. I'm sorry. It's entirely possible Aiden had brought in a PA, but I never spoke with anyone. You don't know anyone by that name? I'm afraid I don't. That's strange. I think he was in contact with several of the suspects prior to your husband's death, but cut off all contact after. Elizabeth, I think... Liz. Uh, right, sorry. I don't want to sound ungrateful, but I think we're getting off track here. I asked you to speak with the guests. That's all I asked. It sounds like you're digging up more bodies. No, you don't get it, Samantha. This person, this Mr. Abel, knew your husband's life was in danger. He was telling the others. Look, I'll see what I can find out, but keep in mind our deal, Elizabeth. One week, seven suspects. Hey, Casey, this is Liz Devro again. I'm sorry, who? Casey, it's me, Liz Devro. We spoke a few days ago about Aiden Croft. If you say so, you know how many reporters I've talked to about this case? Oh, Jesus, it never ends. Uh, look, I'm sorry to contact you at work, but I misplaced the number Samantha gave me. Anyway, I had a few follow-ups since we spoke. Oh, of course you do. It's always the same questions. You all keep thinking there's some piece of evidence. That if you look at it the right way, everything will snap into focus. That you get your answers. <laughs> no, no, listen. I spoke with Samantha, and... No, you listen. It doesn't matter who you speak to. Don't you get it? It doesn't matter who you ask or how you ask. There's no way anyone was in the room. This isn't about finding out who was in the library with the candlestick. What kind of story do you think this is? Do you think this is a murder mystery? If you think that's what this is, then you will never find the answer. I suggest looking a little deeper. Wait, are you recording this? Uh, well, yes, for my records. Uh, who, who is this again? Elizabeth Devro. Lizzie? Uh, screw this. Lady, don't call me again.
Seven Suspects is written, directed and produced by John Rolfe. Liz Devereaux is voiced by Chelsea Krause. Samantha by Sarah Ruth Thomas. Casey by Jimmy Yamaguchi. The news anchor was Jill Sperling. Sound design and engineering by Randy Greer. The theme music is Cold String by Tiny Music. Shows like this and other audio drama isn't possible without support from our fans. More than anything, we appreciate you listening. If you've been enjoying so far, please take the time to rate the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. This goes a long way to helping us reach other listeners. If you have a theory about who did it, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at 7suspects. That's with the number 7. You can also email us at 7suspectspodcast at gmail.com. Remember, that's the number 7. Please be sure to tune in for our next episode. The Lover. Until then, I'm Alex Eller. Thank you for listening, and good night. Thank you.